With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great morning, early afternoon. This is the Lombardi Line alongside Mr. Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bon and Tony. And, and Michael, you can tell very clearly that it's football season, at least me personally, knowing that every day I've come in here over the last week, I've been so caffeinated, I've got a little eye twitch going. So no close-ups of Stormy today. How are you, Michael? I am great. And why shouldn't you be? I mean, look, we got football tomorrow night. I mean, look, is it, how great is that, right? Yep. We have, we're on our routine now. We got football Friday. Where are you going this week, by the way? Where are they taking you to? I actually got a pretty good one. Uh, Minnesota at North Carolina. So we're going to see Drake May to, on display in Chapel Hill. You're going to Chapel Hill for the first time. Wow. Have you been to Chapel Hill before? Yes, I have. I actually, unfortunately for Drake May, last year when UNC was was rolling and they were cruising late in the season and he was getting a lot of that Heisman talk, that's when I got sent out to Chapel Hill and they proceeded as the number 13 team in the country to get upset by Georgia Tech with an interim head coach. So oh hopefully I don't bring those kind of vibes for the Tar Heels this week. Yeah. All right, yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what well, happens. Good. Well, but you'll have fun there. I mean, that'll be great. And uh, it'll be uh, a good, uh, a, you know, what, there's no better venue. I don't think people yeah. really understand. We were talking about last night at dinner with the with Bill Berman and Anissa and their daughter is looking at schools. And so, you know, the question always comes up, like, where if you had to do it all over again, where would you go to college? And I think, you know, North Carolina's campus is really good. Millie's like Stanford. Like that campus is really yeah. good, too, if you've never been there. You just some of those campuses are just really remarkable. When I was at the at the Browns in the wintertime, we would we would go down to Chapel Hill and stay at the at the Tar Heel Inn right there on oh. campus and scout all the other schools in the area, watch tape at night. It was kind of good. Very cool. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a beautiful campus down there. And you have obviously a, a top tier basketball program, a football program that's on the up and up with Mac Brown. So a lot of good reasons to, to be out there in the Tar Heel State where we are going to get things rolling, though, today here on the Lombardi line, Michael, is with the NFL, because yesterday, of course, we, we broke it down a number of times with the Aaron Rodgers situation. The news we all knew was coming was confirmed yesterday through an MRI that Aaron Rodgers is done for the season toward 
tore his Achilles on just his fourth snap in his Jets debut on Monday night. As it pertains to next steps, though, Diana Rossini of The Athletic tweeting, the New York Jets have started to reach out to veteran free agent quarterbacks, which was expected. But here's head coach Robert Sala speaking yesterday about how they hope to proceed at the quarterback position. But I do want to make it very clear, uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and, um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. And that was kind of the thought process immediately following the game as well, that, that Zach was going to be the guy moving forward. But still, with, we, with the phone up and them making phone calls, we're unsure exactly how this is going to play out. What do you think about it, Michael? Well, it's the only it's the only course of action he has, Fem, uh, Stormy. I mean, Femi, I'm I know I, I know we look super similar. It's OK. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, everybody thinks there's some magical player out there that they're going to sign that's going to come in here. I hear Colt McCoy. You know, we hear all these names. I mean, they drafted Zach Wilson, the second pick overall in the draft last year. You know, he played for them. You know, they had a win streak. They won four games when he played for them. They beat Pittsburgh, his comeback against the Steelers. Didn't play great, but he played. You know, they go and beat Miami with Teddy Bridgewater. They win that 40-17. Comes back against Green Bay. They win that game. You know, he only has to throw 18 passes to win that game. And then they go out to Denver and they win that game 10 to 16 to 9. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. And then then everything kind of hit the fan when they played New England and he had to throw it 41 times. And then, you know, they come back, he beats Buffalo. And then again, they play New England and he tries to throw it and he can't make plays and all of a sudden he gets benched. And I think to me, they have to make they have to redefine their team. Right. They have to redefine their football team. They have to say, okay, this is what we were with Aaron Rodgers. Throw that out. This is who we are now Mm -hmm. with Zach Wilson. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be maybe a more too tight end than we were going to be an 11 personnel. I mean, we're going to try to be physical. We're not I'm not saying we're going to run it on first and second down, throw it on third. We're going to be safe. We're going to see a lot of screens. We're going to see a lot of stuff that Wilson can do where he doesn't hurt the team. By taking sacks, he took 23 sacks mm-hmm. last year. You know, by throwing interceptions, he had seven in the games he played. So we're going to win with our defense. We're, we're going to win with our special teams. And we're not going to lose the game with our offense. I think it's a great alternative. I think people are dismissing this. I think the line is ridiculous in Dallas. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I know that Rodgers was good, but we weren't even sure Rodgers was great again. And for this line to move to nine, it just yep. seems a little strange to me. You know, nine and a half, I, I, look, Dallas played really well, but we don't even know who Dallas is. Dallas is not going to run around on the Jets, I can tell you that. I think that a, a lot of that line move, too, was not was like twofold with the Aaron Rodgers drop off to Zach Wilson, but then also with how ferocious that pass rush is and seeing the weaknesses of the offensive line there in game one. But I agree, like the nine seems like maybe we're getting a little bit out of hand here. And you, I bet you we're going to see a lot of public play on the Cowboys in that spot because of the dominant performance that they had week one, even though most of that was a, a lot of the early ways that things played out in that Cowboys-Giants game were largely due to Giants' mistakes. Yeah. And the Cowboys were were great, don't get me wrong, and they certainly proved to be the class of the NFC here to start the season. But a lot of that was just kind of Giants' self-inflicted issues too. No question. And the Giants, I mean, basically Salah has the greatest thing he could ever possibly have. He has a video to show his team. 
You see, guys, if we do what the Giants did, we're going to lose, no mm-hmm. matter how good we are on defense, because we're just going to give them points. So we're going to play a different kind of game. We're going to have a dual identity. It may not make you happy, Garrett Wilson. It may not make you happy, Alan Lazard. But we're going to have to do some things to help us win. The W is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And we got to maintain confidence in the quarterback. Now, I'm nervous about the quarterback because you made a great point yesterday. He did not look like he was ready to play. But they have today, they have tomorrow, they have Friday to get him ready. And this will be a challenge because Quinn changed what he did. Quinn's no longer just a cover three, Robert Sala, Pete Carroll guy. He's multiple. He's got odd fronts. He's got all different things. So it's going to present a real challenge to the Jets' offensive line. And it's going to present a challenge to Zach Wilson. He's going to have to be really prepared Mm -hmm. for it. And conversely, you know, that they know each other. I mean, the Cowboys have practiced. They know Salah's defense, so they have a kind of a heads up. This is kind of a, I don't want to call it an inner squad scrimmage, but this is kind of a game where both teams know each other really well. And I want to talk a little bit more on the Zach Wilson side of this, Michael, because uh, I don't think after last year, a lot of people genuinely thought that Zach Wilson would still be on this roster. It looked like Mike White was the direction they were going to go. He ends up being the backup now with the Miami Dolphins, and they continue to retain Zach so that he could learn under the tutelage of a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And you expect to get two, three years under Rodgers, see if he can develop and mature not only as a player on the field, but off the field, all of these different things before he's forced to step in. With Rodgers getting hurt he's just put in the same cycle that he was in a year ago to where I'm still I think a lot of people would agree with this like are still questioning how and why he was drafted at the position that he was given that his best season in college was during that 2020 COVID season where they were just playing cupcake after cupcake at BYU and I know because I was on the sideline for like five (laughs) or six of the games that he had last year. Did you get a lot of cupcakes? Did you get a lot of cupcakes that year? I got Troy. What is your favorite cupcake? What is your favorite cupcake? I would say red velvet. Velvet, probably yeah, number go. one, red velvet. Yeah. Or have you ever had an Oreo cupcake? Oreo does not make a bad product, by the way. If you put an Oreo no, no, no on anything, question. it's amazing. But Michael, yeah, dark chocolate and vanilla, because you can't go wrong. But okay, back to, back to the cupcakes. But back to the cupcakes, yes. Because I was on the sideline of a number of those games for BYU in 2020 when they were playing Troy and Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky and UTSA and Texas State. The list goes on and on. And he looked phenomenal in those games, but they won all of them until they actually played a team that was pretty good in Coastal Carolina, and that was the lone yeah. game that they lost that season. So that's what I'm saying. The competition that he was playing that year that elevated his trajectory and skyrocketed where he got drafted. I don't think that that's I don't think that what we saw against those opponents is who Zach Wilson is capable of being in the NFL. And so I just I have a hard time with expecting him to be the guy for the New York Jets. Right. I don't expect him to be the guy either, but I expect him to be the guy they manage. Yep. Right. I don't I expect them to when they're in a third and twelve and Dallas has, has got their ears bent back and they're going to come after him. Let's make sure, you know, a punt's a good play for Zach Wilson now. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Let's, let, you know, why give them the ball when we can win with our defense and we can play good defense? Let's play field position. Let's be smart with what we're doing. You know, let's run a draw. You know, I know yeah. it's going to cause the analytical community to go crazy, but you got to play winning football. And you know, here's the thing, Stormy, you know who he is. You know he's prone to make mistakes. You know he's prone to take chances. You've got to manage the game around him. Now, yeah. it's a different offense, right? So this year it's more of the West Coast. Last year it was more of the McVay system. You know, they're going to get different looks now. They're no longer – the 
every coordinator from this moment forward is going to say, we're going to force Zach Wilson to beat us. Yep. And Nathaniel Hackett has to have an answer for that. He's going to get a lot of run blitzes. He's going to get a lot of eight-man fronts. He's going to get a lot of mm-hmm. things that try to take away Bryce Hall from having a day. They're going to mm-hmm. play the hell out of the screens. They're going to do everything they can to say, okay, Zach, here you go. And what's going to hurt the Jets is if they get behind. That's when Zach's going to have to participate in the game. But if he doesn't and they can keep it close and get the game to the fourth quarter, that's, that's the formula. It's the Giants and Jets now have the same formula. Manage the quarterback, get the game to the fourth quarter and win it. A tough hill to climb when this offseason your entire identity was built around one person whose season ends three minutes and 40 seconds into the season. But uh, that is where the the Jets are at right now. Robert Sala says, stop putting an obituary next to our name. There's still a whole lot of runway left for this season in the AFC East. The Jets have gone from plus 270 now to 6-1. to Super Bowl 16-1 to 60-1. to We will be back. Harry Gagnon coming up. We'll get his thoughts on Thursday Night Football and more. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Make this football season your best ever by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up for a VEASAN annual subscription, and you'll also get a free copy of Lombardi's new book, Football Done Right. Just use the promo code Lombardi when you sign up. And if you'd like an autographed copy as well, just email us, subscribe at vcin.com. That's how you do it. Again, the promo code is Lombardi. This is a limited time offer, so sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. We're going to talk a little Thursday night football in a moment as Harry Gagnon, former Las Vegas Sportsbook supervisor and host of the Against All Odds podcast, joins us. But first, he wants to give out his pick in cartoon form. Let's do it. Harry here, back for another pick, this time in Philly. And in honor of Rocky, I'm going to run up these iconic steps. Huh? Oh, cheesesteaks. I'll take three, please. I'll also take the Eagles tonight, minus seven, over the Vikings. Fly, Eagles, fly. That'll be $24, you Yo, Adrian. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Harry Gagnon joining us on the Lombardi line. The, the production value, my guy. So good. Was that a, was that a real life reenactment? I know you're a world traveler. Were you really in Philly? Did that happen? No, you know what? You know, guys, I, that's one city that I really haven't spent too much time in the United States. I've never really been to Philly. That's one city wow. I haven't been to too much. Yeah. Well, Michael, to get come a on, help him out. He, he knew enough to get a cheesesteak. That that was pretty true, good. Michael, you know, so you got to give him credit true. on that. Uh, I, I, Harry, I want to ask you this question, which struck me. This is two weeks in a row now. The Eagles will play a team with offensive linemen hurt for their opponent. But when you watch that tape closely last week, the Eagles have their injuries too. That game was there for the taking for the Patriots. It was kind of a miss. The box score really didn't give you the true indication of the game. And I wonder how good, and Bradbury could be hurt for Philadelphia, how good do you think this Philadelphia secondary is? I think it's good enough to still get it done overall, Mike. Michael, I, I just think that, you know, we saw Philadelphia take a 16 nothing lead. Uh, against New England in Foxborough, and then they kind of cruised. Uh, uh, you know, didn't play well fen- defensively. Gave up some yards that they shouldn't have. I think they just thought they were in control of this game. That's why I think you know, sixteen nothing. They laid low, but they still, still won the game. Still covered the game. And I think I'm, I'm sure that Jalen Hurts uh, can't wait to get on the field and play much better versus a soft Minnesota defense last week versus Tampa Bay. The Minnesota D only hit Baker Mayfield two times all game. I think Hurts is going to scramble more, uh, create more opportunities with his legs. And uh, I think they win this one going away. And by the way, they played last year in week two and on a night game. And they won the Eagles beat Minnesota at home 24 to 7. I think it's deja vu. I think they win something similar like that again. They win this going away 10 to 17 points. So while you are backing the Eagles, you're also looking at a prop. But on the Minnesota Vikings side of things, Alexander Madison had just 34 yards in the Mm -hmm. week one game against the Bucs. But you think he's going to get 50 plus in this game. How come? 
no, you know what? I'm going under too. Oh, Tony. under. I'm going to go under. Sorry, here. I read gonna... that wrong. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I hear you. Under 49 and a half at minus 114. You mentioned against Tampa Bay's uh, front five. He averaged just three yards a game last week, had just 34 yards overall. I think the Vikings running game misses Dalvin Cook. Uh, they were really non-existent last week. Philadelphia had held Zeke to 29 yards. And Stevenson, who I thought was going to have a really good season for the Patriots, he had just 25 yards on 12 carries. Vikings, I think, fall behind by double digits here. The running game gets scrapped. Madison under 49 and a half. You know, I consider this, though, Harry. Let me place devil's advocate with you. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores is from the same school of Belichick. He watched that tape, you know, and they did a great job of rushing the passer. I mean, I don't think Hertz took plays off. I think they did a really good job. They pressured Lane, Lane Johnson. I know he's never given up a sack since uh, pressure since Lincoln was a president, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah. But if you watch the tape, he did. And they did a great job there. And so that game plan is going to carry itself over. And Cousins had almost 300 yards passing in the first half against the Bucks. Steve, that's the strength of the Bucks. So, look, I'm not making a case. The one thing I would caution you a little bit, fans out there, is Philly lost their green dot player, Dean. You know, he was a guy that called the signals. And then Reed Blankenship, who then became the green dot player, then he had to call it. Now he's injured. So it, it can't be Zach Cunningham. I don't think it's going to be Christian Ellis. So there's going to be some communication issues here. And the one thing I will tell you is Minnesota, if they can block, they'll be able to throw the football. No, Mike, Michael, you're right. I mean, you look at last week. I mean, it's still shocking to me that they still I still thought, even with all those close games last year, they pulled them all out, that somehow they were going to pull this game still out against Tampa Bay. Hawkinson, Addison, and Jefferson combined for 23 receptions, I think. 23 receptions, and they still somehow lost that game. Going into Philly here, where Philly did not play good in the second half, I just, it's just one of those things. I hear what you're saying, in this, and with Cousins going to be able to pass the ball, I think he might still, but I think he's going to have to do it from – uh, two touchdowns down, and they don't get the cover. Again, the spread in this one is seven. I have seen some six and a halfs pop total on Thursday night football, 49. And we'll uh, preview this game at length tomorrow as well ahead of the game. Here with Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast on the Lombardi line. Let's push it forward to um, some of the Sunday slate. Falcons, Packers. Packers, uh, a slight favorite in this one. I'm seeing one, two points total, 40 and a half. What's your analysis? How about this? I like the over 40 and a half in this, guys. Uh, I love the Atlanta running game. Tyler Algiers last week averaged 5.6 yards a carry. B. John Robinson looked really good, averaging five yards a carry when he got the ball. I like how they didn't just run the ball and throw Robinson into the mix. They let Algiers, who had a couple scores, do his thing first, and then Robinson caught that uh, pass for 11-yard touchdown. He looks fantastic. I can't wait till they start hitting him on the flat with screen passes and he goes for 50 yards. He's got so many moves. I love that. And Jordan Love, I mean, I I don't know what's going on with the Chicago defense. I thought it got better with the pickups they made in the free agency. They looked awful last week. They made Jordan Love look fantastic. He hit six different Green Bay receivers with at least two receptions on all those. I see this thing going to be like a 28-24 type of game. I think this lands around 50. I love over 40 and a half in this game. Uh, in ter- on turf in Atlanta, I think this is a high-scoring affair. How about, you know, we don't know where Kelsey's status is. We'll get an injury report today. Mm-hmm. But you like Jacksonville, even with the return of Chris Jones back in there, to cover this three-point line. 
Yeah, Michael, interesting. I mean, Jacksonville, you know, last year played Kansas City twice in Arrowhead, played them very tough. Probably could have a couple of things could have went their way. Could have been a lot closer in that playoff game. I love what, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been doing. Uh, Calvin Ridley, fantastic job in his first game back from his suspension of last year. He made a statement last week. Uh, Christian Kirk didn't have a big game. I expect him to have more uh, opportunities here against the Chiefs. And uh, again, ATN had over 100 yards last week against the Colts. He looked fantastic. Uh, I think this offense is going to be a little bit too much for Kansas City. Kansas City, a lot of drops, a lot of uh, uh, question marks last week in their loss to Detroit. Probably could have pulled that out if they had Kelsey uh, and maybe if they had Jones, but they didn't. So they're sitting at 0-1. I can see Andy Reid going 0-2 here. I like Jacksonville getting three. It seems like a low number here, too, since the game's in Kansas City. I think it's a low number here, but I'm going to take the Jags. I think it's a little fishy. I'm going to take the points, and I think they could win this game straight up. Trevor Lawrence is really shining now. And you liked the Lions last week, too, so fading the Chiefs back-to-back weeks, it mm-hmm. seems. Uh, last one here, we got about 60 seconds with you, Harry, but the Giants taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix. Giants obviously got blown out by the Cowboys on Sunday night football, but you're laying the points with them. I am going to lay the points with the Giants. Uh, I know the Cardinals played really tough against Washington, better than I thought they would, and the Giants laid an egg, obviously, against Dallas. It was an awful display, but I, the Giants can't be that bad. They can't be that bad. I think they're going to run the ball with Saquon, pound the ball to him, let him to do all the work. I'm going to take the Giants. I think I'm going. I'll be at the game. By the way, guys, I'll be at the game. Um, I just think overall, Daniel Jones shows up to. He gets it done. He he didn't really get a chance to distribute the ball around because they were down so much, and it just got away from them. I think the Giants bounce back here on the road. Uh, they're in th- San Francisco on uh, Thursday. I think they stay out West Coast. I think they win this game and then go into San Fran 1-1. His cartoon's in Philly, but he's in Phoenix. Awesome stuff, Harry. Thanks, Love buddy. It, Harry. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Appreciate guys. you, Harry. Thank Michael. Good luck. See ya. Yeah, we, we talked about a, a few injuries there, and while Aaron Rodgers is certainly the injury news of the year, there were a lot more injuries that came out of last week. We'll break those down when we return, Michael, and get some of your immediate thoughts on the early lines where things sit. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you ever place a bet with the G Bank Visa Signature Card, unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G Bank Visa, a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere, also works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank/vsin. That's g.bank/vsin. Alongside former NFL executive Mike. Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bond and Tony. There are a number of injury updates to get to mm-hmm. from this opening weekend of the NFL season, Michael. It was not just Aaron Rodgers, like everybody uh, is yeah. making it out to That's be. That's all we talk about, right? It is. And I get that it's the biggest story of not only the week, but potentially the year with how much hype was going into this, this Jets team. But there were a lot of teams that have some injuries coming out. And we, with Harry Gagnon moments ago, were previewing a little bit of the Thursday night football contest coming up this week with the Eagles. And for a team 
team in Philadelphia, Michael, that last year we talked about it a ton, didn't really yeah. deal with many health concerns or injury issues. They've got a lot of them right now. Running back Kenneth Gainwell and Reed Blankenship, both with rib injuries and are trending toward not being ready to play Thursday with a quick turnaround. Also worth keeping an eye on James Bradbury in the protocol. Fletcher Cox was a little dinged up, but I saw should be okay. And Nicobe Dean on injured reserve with a foot injury. Yeah, so now who's going to be the play caller, right? That's what I was trying to talk to Harry yeah. about. That, that's always a challenge. You know, who's going to be the green dot player and who's going to get them aligned? This is a new defense, right? This is a different defense than they played last year with Jonathan uh, Gannon. This is Vic Fangio, who had a little bit of an influence in the Eagles defense because he was a consultant to try to help Gannon. But this is a new, so you're going to need people to help you and get that lined up. And then offensively, you, you know, I think – they're coming off a game, Stormy. You have to go back 27 games where they they only gained less than 251 yards, the Eagle offense. And they were trying. I mean, you could see it on the tape. They were trying to get it going. They felt confident enough that they could get a fourth and two and to put the game away. And the Patriots made another stop in that area. So I thought the Patriots defensive front was one of the few defensive fronts I've seen stand up to the Eagle offensive line especially, you know, on the edges, which typically Philadelphia wins. So Brian Flores has that tape to watch, and Flores is from the same school. And what you get from watching that tape, Philly versus New England, is how they rushed Philly, Mm -hmm. the style and the manner to which they rushed, the way they powered them back. Most people think you stop a great quarterback by coverage, play man-to-man, double this receiver. You don't. You stop great quarterbacks by how you rush. If you want to know how not to rush – then, you know, go to your computer, put on the Charger game and watch what they did against Miami. And it was a seven on seven game Tua had about nine miles in front of them to step up and throw every pass. That's not how you stop an explosive offense. New England did that. Now, Minnesota, can they do that? That's going to be their challenge. And Cousins has got to play tough. He's got to be in there and take his hits because he's got two offensive linemen that are not going to be in the starting lineup. And Darishaw and Bradbury, the center. This is two weeks in a row now. Philly's played against an offensive line that's been kind of patchwork. The last week, the Patriots started started Calvin Anderson at right tackle. They started So at right guard. And they started Mapu at left guard. Both guys are rookies, and Anderson has played very little in the league. So you know, and they and I know people think the Eagles they held their own. It was there were some ups and downs in the game, but there were times that the Patriots could have made plays. So this is going to be a challenge for Minnesota to keep. Cousins feeling protected so that he can throw the football. Cousins, when he doesn't feel protected, rushes, and that's the problem. I think between what was a little bit of a misleading box score last week and the injuries on the Eagle side, that's kind of why we're seeing one-way traffic on this line so far with the Minnesota Vikings. It was that the Eagles were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, now seven, and I've seen a lot of six-and-a-halves across the board as well. So just something for us as betters to keep an eye on as we look ahead to tomorrow's matchup in primetime. The Kansas City Chiefs, like we referenced a bit ago, optimistic. Travis Kelsey will return for that game against the Jags. He's practicing today. Looks like he should be back. Chris Jones also now that his holdout is done he got the restructured one-year deal he'll be out there on the field this weekend as well Chiefs a three-point favorite at the Jags total 51 part one of the Monday Night Football doubleheader Michael Steelers opened as a one and a half point favorite now a two-point dog against the Browns total 39 and a half Um, we discussed a little bit yesterday but wide receiver Deontay Johnson he's going to miss up to four weeks with a hamstring we know star defensive tackle Cam Hayward is out up to eight weeks needing surgery on his groin and then on the Browns side 
side in that matchup, all pro tackle Jack Conklin out for the season has a torn ACL and MCL uh, after signing that $60 million deal this offseason. So fourth round rookie Dewan Jones took his place in the lineup Sunday and looks to get his first start. And played really well. And they didn't miss a beat. Played really well against two good rushers for Cincinnati. You know, Austin Eckler is also, he's not going to practice today. And he was a huge part of the Charger offense. And they go back into Tennessee, you know, against a very good defensive front. And this is an interesting game because Tennessee, you know, couldn't put the ball in the end zone. They struggled with the red zone. They couldn't get Henry going. They struggled to make plays with their skill players. But against this Charger defense, which really, you know, Miami, had they wanted to run the ball more in the game, could have run the ball against them. So I think that's going to be something to take into consideration. You know, the other one that, that bothered you bothered by an injury is J.C. Horn. Yep. Last year when they lost him in, at the Tampa game, they lost that. And Schefter reported today that, you know, that he may have to go on IR, may need an operation to repair it. And, and so that's a real issue. But, you know, when you go back to these games, these injuries are so important that we understand them. Because even if a guy tries to play, say Reed Blankenship tries to play, if he can't play effectively – you know, that may that that affects the line. I mean, Kelsey's out there today. I think a lot of the Twitter doctors didn't think Kelsey would be out there today. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Being out there and being able to be the great player that Kelsey is is two different things. To give you some line updates as it pertains to those injuries, you mentioned J.C. Horn. And, yeah, Frank Reich did say it's it's looks serious enough that he's expected to miss serious time and, and could be on injured reserve. Guard Brady Christensen for the Panthers is on IR. Panthers are getting three and a half points against the Saints in that one. D.J. Chark also, by the way, uh, we know he wanted to go last weekend, was eventually ruled out. He's practicing today as well, so we'll see if he's able to get back out there on the field. And then you mentioned the Austin Eckler ankle injury. He was fantastic before eventually right going down uh, 164 yards from scrimmage on 20 touches. Brandon Staley's called him day to day, but I know there's a fear it could be a high ankle. Titans are getting three against the Chargers in that spot. 45 and a half your total. Josh Kelly uh, played really pretty well though as the backup there. 91 yards and a touchdown for him. And then one more running back to update you on. Aaron Jones dealing with a hamstring. The Packers are a two point favorite against the Falcons. Total 40 and a half and he said after the game that he probably could have finished finished the game if the Packers needed him, but they didn't. So hopefully that's a good sign for Green Bay fans. Quay Walker also in concussion protocol. Yeah, this is a tough matchup for the Packers because they typically struggle against a good run team. Now they played against Chicago and the quarterback runs they handled. So uh, I think Green Bay's front's pretty good. And, you know, Atlanta's offensive line did not play well last week. They're going to need Ritter to make more than 18 throws for 117 yards. I mean, to to win a game. And, you know, Green Bay can run the ball. Dylan was not very effective last week against Chicago. I mean, they got to get like nine carries for 12 yards. It was like one yard a carry or something. So they're going to need something better than that. The interesting game is going to be this Charger one going back to Tennessee. Because, you know, Tennessee, you know, they're not a pretty team. They didn't get enough quarterback. Their quarterback did not play well. He throws three interceptions against the, the New Orleans Saints. And they're right in the game. I mean, they're yeah. right in the game. It's a 16-15 game. And so, you know, they held – they were able to hold New Orleans to three field goals. All they could do was kick field goals. They either kick the field goal or turn the ball over. And, I, and I've always – that was made me reluctant to play Tennessee. I know they covered. But Tennessee had typically not been a very good opening day team with Vrabel. They've lost two straight home games. And this didn't surprise me, their level of performance in the game. It surprised me that they covered – Right. It surprised me that they covered. And when you break it down, their performance, 
They had essentially they had 38 rushes and completions, which is ridiculously bad. And even though Henry averaged 4.2 a carry, Michael, they're a team that relies on execution. And the way the Chargers played run defense last week, they might run it on them. No, that's a it's a good point. And I mean, Tennessee, I, I always feel like we're talking about the quarterback when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, but three interceptions, it's just you can't. They were bad, too. You know, yeah, you can't have that. Um, I, we only have about a minute left here. But while we're talking about all these injuries, did you see all the the PA stuff coming out about the yeah. turf and criticizing that once again? I just felt like, look, I, I, I'm a completely 100 percent behind the the turf, having grass fields. I support that completely. Rodgers didn't get hurt because of the turf. I mean, we can... Hurt because a big doctor man fell you on talk, him. Huh? He said he got hurt because a big man fell on him. And, and, and he, you know, it's funny. Kevin Durant had a calf injury. Remember when he had that calf injury? Came yeah. back from his calf. What happened to him after the calf injury? Tore his Achilles. Calf injuries for older players are tough. You worry about their Achilles going on them. And I'm not a doctor, but this is just from experience. And so, look... I, I'm I'm all for grass everywhere. If they can have grass in Lambeau, in Green Bay in the wintertime, you, we could have grass everywhere. But I, the, the cause and effect doesn't match up. Isn't it just a money thing with so many of these venues and the concerts that they have coming yeah. in there so regularly? Like, I feel like they're not going to give that up for that reason exclusively. Yeah. Um, and when you have the, the grass, yeah, it's better. But if it's all chunked up from all of the events that they have in there, then that's going to be just as bad, if not worse. So... Got to figure some things out for sure. We're talking Survivor when we come back. You won't want to miss it. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football is back in full swing. We got another week of epic games coming up. Who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VEGAS to sign up. New customers bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. Alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi out there on the East Coast, I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And Michael, you said it during the commercial break, it's Survivor Wednesday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it, it is that I time. It. It's that time. And anybody that actually right. did survive last week could only celebrate it for all of 30 seconds because then you look at week two and you're already like playing the head games again. But well, all right, let, let's talk about it. Like, I know Femi got through it. Mill, Millie looked at me like, did he really take Atlanta? Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, he took Atlanta last week. You know, it's like, oh, my God, he's going to lose in week one. Well, he came through it. So, you know, props for props for him for that one. But where? what do we think? Tell me what your thought process is here now for this one. Okay, so I'm still in the game planning thought process here, which is why okay. I was excited to talk through some things with you. We can kind of go back and forth on here a little bit. Real quickly, before we get to some of those picks. I do want to give folks the lay of the land where we sit here at Circa specifically because there's over $9 million at stake for whoever ultimately wins the Survivor Contest. But this feedback and the way that we talk through things is going to work for anybody who does Survivor pools across the country. We're just focusing primarily on the one here at Circa. 1,992 people were eliminated week one. Femi and his Falcons rejoice. They are still alive. But anybody who backed the Vikings, over 1,000 people out on that ticket, 600 down with the Seattle Seahawks and 141 taking the Broncos. Those were the big losers, but there were a number of them, obviously, as you saw on your screen there a moment ago. Now we flip forward to this week, as you mentioned, Michael, and you look down the slate. There are a few big favorites, but 10 of the 16 games that we have to choose from are three-point spreads or fewer. So if you want to try to get a little bit creative and take a team that some other people aren't taking, it's going to be a little bit more dicey. The biggest favorites we have on the screen here for you, the Cowboys over the Jets, Bills over the Raiders, 49ers over the Rams. Those are your top three. And I feel like the Bills, Michael, of that bunch are probably going to be the most used this week. I would think so, because people have always take the notion that good teams bounce back. And even though good teams play badly, they don't see the bad play, even though good teams have played badly for, you know, the last couple of weeks. They don't see that. And, you know, home opener in Buffalo, incredible crowd Raiders second straight row game. They mm-hmm. spent the week in West Virginia, a hard game for the Raiders. It makes sense to take Buffalo. I couldn't disagree. But you lose Buffalo, right? You lose Buffalo for the season. Um, The one that struck me, to me, that seems like the best one would be the Giants. Really? I know you don't want to take. I know you don't want to take a road team, but let me just give you some ideas. But fade the Cardinals again for the second week in a row. Well, I think it's a fade the Cardinals. But what do they have in common? Jonathan Gannon is the defensive coordinator of the Eagles, who's now the head coach. So they know Gannon's scheme. This is They're not playing a team that they don't know. Brian Daybald and, and Kafka, they're fully aware of 
what Gannon wants to do, how he calls the game, and how they kind of handle it. Now, Gannon also knows what Philly can do, too. I mean, excuse me, what, the, what Arizona does and what, it, what Daniel Jones does. Mm-hmm. So th- that's one of the things to consider. And then when you have a quarterback like Joshua Dobbs and you're going against a guy like Wink Martindale, who's going to blitz him from different looks, who's going to confuse him, it's not zero blitz that gets you. It's the disguise of the zero blitz that gets you. And so this is a really hard game for Dobbs. It's a really hard game for a young offensive coordinator in Drew Petzik to go against Martindale, who's got every blitz known to mankind, who can blitz what looks like, and then they also can disguise. So the, the coaching matchup here really favors the Giants, and they're going to be, they were embarrassed. Anytime you take a team that got beat 40 to nothing as a head coach, I mean, two teams you know have full attention of their coach, the Giants and the Steelers. I mean, the, everybody's in the front rows looking up at the screen. Oh, got you, coach. We got you. <laughs> yeah. We just got embarrassed. I, I like taking teams like that. And Michael, do you think too that another part of this could be that? Like, we don't want to throw everything we thought in the preseason out the window either. Like, the the spread was just three in that Sunday night football game against the Cowboys, right? Like, there was and, – and they were taking money. There was a belief that the Giants were going to be able to keep that game close. We've also seen a line move in the Giants' favor. This was a four-and-a-half-point spread. Now we're seeing five-and-a-half there in Arizona. So maybe that plays to your favor in the thought process as well here on New York. Um, similar thought process then for uh, another team – that was not able to be on the winning side of their game. So our guy, Adam Burke, real quickly, as I set this up, Adam Burke has an article on vcin.com right now. He breaks down some of the games that he thinks could be contenders for any of your survivor pool. He also, in our updated NFL betting guide, has a breakdown of just survivor and general contest strategy, all things that are very, very useful throughout the course of the year. But another one of the games that he has brought up as a discussion topic was the Denver Broncos over the Washington Commanders. And mm-hmm. I, I was very curious, you your opinion on this game specifically, because I, I know that you do have a belief in Sean Payton and what he's trying to do in Denver. They weren't able to get the job done against the Raiders in week one. And now they take on a commander's team that uh, certainly, certainly struggled last week to be able to be a team that for myself and for many others was their survivor pick week one that my brain was in shambles watching that game, Michael, but, but now a position where potentially yeah. Denver could beat them. Well, I mean, look, let's go over Denver a little bit. They threw the ball. They didn't throw it up the field. I think the injury report's going to go a lot to do here. Can they throw it down the field? You know, the Raiders' defense, which I would not say is an elite defense by any means, held Denver to 16 points. And really, they were fortunate to get 16 points. They had a unnecessary roughness on the punter that gave them a new set of downs that resulted in three points. They had a turnover that was created. But Marcus Peters got called for tackling the receiver on the other side of the formation, which was the right thing. Now, they missed the field goal on that drive, but still, they had a turnover, and they held them to 16 points. So this Washington defense is better. And what I need to do before I give you a complete answer is really run the portfolio of Sean Payton against Jack Del Rio. That, That, to me, is the matchup here. How Del Rio plays them, what he does against them, and what he looks like, because that's the way the game will go. Now, Wilson's got to throw it down the field. Let's go the other side of the ball. How they basically wanted How to not lose the game. Mm-hmm. They finally figured out in the third and fourth quarter, let's just let How execute the offense and stop him from trying to hurt us. And they did. They're not going to be able to do that against Denver. They could do it against Arizona. They're not going to be able to do it against Denver. They're going to have to put How in play here. 
they're going to have to bring Hal into play. Now, we know Enemy went into Arizona last year with the Chiefs. It was a hard game. Chiefs struggled to win the game, but they did. Opening game of the game, they scored a bunch of points against them. That game plan is not going to work for Enemy as he goes against Vance Joseph again. That's going to have to throw that one out. We're going to have to start us because he doesn't have those players. But he's going to take some of that game plan and try to put it into his system, and Vance knows that. So I think there kind of goes the chess match. I think Denver is a good play, altitude, and their second home game. I mean, these second home games for New England, second home games for Denver, you know, you can't mm-hmm. start – you can start 0-2 and, and bounce back. It's hard to start 0-2 at home and bounce back. Another game that Adam has as one of his – or two actually that he has as his suggested plays are teams that had dominant wins in week one in the Dallas Cowboys who were taken on the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and the San Francisco 49ers who had a huge win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They take on division opponent L.A. I know we usually try to stay away from some of these division matchups, but the 49ers historically have had the Rams number. The only loss in recent history, that NFC championship game en route to the Rams Super Bowl. Could that be an option? I would rather go Broncos. I would rather go Bills. I don't, you don't like want the to Cowboys. Go to, you don't want to go division. I don't, because here's why I worry about the Jets-Dallas, because Dallas really didn't have to do a whole lot to win that. I know they put 40 on the board, but it really wasn't a 40. They, they ran the ball. It's a different defense they're playing, right? And I got to believe that Salah is going to play a lot conservatively offensively with Zach Wilson in the game and try not to let him beat him. And I think it'll be a low score. I think Dallas can win, but you get into these kind of games where the defense, both defenses are playing good. It's a, it's a play here and a play there. Uh, hence why the total, hence why the total is 39 in that game. But, but Michael also with the Cowboys for anybody who is actually in the circus survivor contest specifically, we have to also remember that Thanksgiving is its yep. own week later on in the season. The Cowboys versus the Commanders are probably the most obvious pick of that three-game slate if you're able to be lucky enough to get that far. And that's another hard part of all of this, right, is you don't want to get too ahead of yourself because the name of yep. the game is Survivor. It's Survive in Advance. <laughs> you're only going to have a chance to get there if you win now. So how do you play it? Um, that's yeah. what makes it so fun, though, as well. That's it does make, you know, I mean, do you think Indy can beat Houston? Gosh, that's a game. I'm staying away from that one fully. Uh, the two rookie quarterbacks, the unknowns. The they should be Houston. Yeah. Ay, yeah. ay, ay. Driving me nuts here. Hour two on the way. Don't miss it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.